0: So this morning in the passage that we just heard, we find a group of fishermen by the lakeside washing nets. And Christ helps himself to Simon Peter's boat, gets into the boat, launches out into the water, and begins preaching to the multitudes. And when our Lord had finished speaking, he tells Peter to put out into deep water and let down his nets. And of course, as we all know, Peter obeys But he mentions something interesting. He says, we have labored or we have toiled all night. Now, St. Peter wasn't complaining. He was just stating very matter-of-factly that they had worked very, very hard. And just saying that they had worked very, very hard doesn't even do it justice because the word in Greek means that they were wearied down to the bone, that they were completely worn out. It's a state that we sometimes find ourselves in when we feel so numb, when we've tried everything and nothing has changed. Now, the church wants us to think deeply about things that matter. And that's why our Lord tells St. Peter to launch out into the deep. And this is something of great significance to us. Because the church does not mess around with the shallow stuff. The the church cares about the deep, the weightier matters. But the world, on the other hand, in modern day society, doesn't care so much about the deep, doesn't care about the weightier things. The world wants the next fix, the next quick fix, the next thing, the next fad. Don't look too deeply into this thing. Don't look too deeply into that thing. I want the abbreviated, I want the cliff notes, I want the summaries. The emphasis is placed on watering things down. And the world tells us it's better to find what suits me than to be uncomfortable. Again, the world wants us to search for what suits us instead of being uncomfortable. And this is quite dangerous, because the problem is that without any depth, a person can be carried away by any wind of doctrine. Like we read in Ephesians 4.13, and verse 14, it says, "...till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Without depth, we're carried by every wind of doctrine. And like St. Paul said, that we should no longer be children. It's the children that swim in the shallow waters. You know what else is found in the shallow waters? Heresies. Heresies love the shallow waters. In the shallow waters, you'll find the heresies splashing and playing. And guess who's standing by watching them? on the seashore. The multitudes. So the multitudes are gathered around and instead of going into the deep, they're standing on the seashore and they're watching and following these heresies that love the shallow stuff. It's the shallow stuff that's the dangerous stuff. It's not the depth. The world wants us to think that to go deep and to look deeply into things, that's where the danger is. But it is not in Romans 11.33, we read, Oh, the depth of the rich is both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. And in Psalm 92.5, we read, "O oh Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. When we go into the deep, we find God. And if I don't go into the deep, I find myself in a very risky position. As it says in Hosea 4-6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now thankfully the church equip, equips us with the right diving gear. And diving is a very, business, very dangerous business. Not anybody can dive. You need special gear and you need special instructors. And so we find that the church gives us scriptures to study. We learn from the lives of saints and from the teachings of the desert fathers and monks. We become better swimmers and stronger divers and stronger swimmers through the sacramental life of the church and the life of prayer. And of course, to be a good swimmer, to be a good diver, you need a good teacher. And that's what the Father of Confession is for. If you ask any professional diver if they know of anybody... Who dives without an instructor, they'll probably answer you and say, the better question is, do you know of any professional divers that don't teach diving? That are not instructors. It's just too dangerous to go about. You can't do it alone. But there's something interesting that we find in the passage, that the disciples, that the fishermen are washing the nets even though they haven't caught anything. What are they washing out? If no fish were caught, what were in these nets? What were in these nets were branches, garbage, whatever people throw in a lake, twigs, dirt. And what are these nets? These nets are the tools that I use to interact with the world, to live by in the world, to get by in the world. And sometimes these nets get dirty. They get filled up with the junk. We may find that we have junky attachments, junky habits, junky sentiments. Things that get in the way that have filled our hearts and minds. So we have to take the time to clean out the net. And in fact, cleaning out the net is a whole lifestyle that the church calls us to. And it's something that we have to do constantly. In fact, St. Basil calls us to do this. And he calls it being attentive to yourself. St. Basil writes, But be attentive to yourself, that is to your soul. Adorn it and take care of it, so that all the filth befalling it from wickedness may be removed through attention. And all the shame due to, due to evil may be cleansed away. But adorn and brighten it with all the beauty that comes from virtue. Examine what sort of being you are. Know your own nature. St. Basil is teaching us and telling us that this is a lifestyle. It's a habit that we have to develop, cleaning out these nets, cleaning out our hearts and our minds, cleaning out our souls from all the junk that they can collect in the world. But how do I clean them out? How do I take inventory and clean out my heart and my mind? How do I clean out my nets? Well, St. Basil says the first thing you have to do is put your spirit and your mind in the driver's seat. Let the flesh take the back seat. Let the flesh take the passenger seat. That's the first trick we have to do. And then the other thing is we have to fast. Fasting is like a brush that we use to clean these nets. And the church liturgical calendar is dedicated To periods of fasting, we have Advent and we have, and we have Lent. And we also have twice a week a cleaning session. On every Wednesday and Friday, it's an opportunity for us to clean our nets with the brush of fasting. With every brush, you need a good detergent. And this detergent is prayer. So along the way, we have to use the detergent with the brush of fasting. And this detergent, of course, is prayer. Now, over time, these nets accumulate very stubborn stains. Things that need a sharp tool to scrape them out and get them off the nets. Pieces of debris. And this is none other than the Word of God. That sharp tool is the Word of God, which is an active and living word, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Like St. Paul wrote in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, if anybody is going to use a sharp tool, they need somebody to help them use it or train them in how to use it. There's a smart way of cleaning, and then there is an unwise way of cleaning. And how do we learn the smart way to clean? We need somebody to help us, to teach us, to show us. And that's our Father of Confession, who counsels us on how to clean properly. And then the nets need to be made stronger. Why? So that they don't break, and so that they fulfill their purpose. And what is a net's purpose? To catch fish. In what way can I grow stronger? In what way can I realize my purpose? It's through the holy sacraments. It's through holy communion. It's by abiding in Christ and He in me. Notice how it was the boat that had Christ in it that caught the fish. It wasn't the other boat. Which means that we have to come in contact with Christ. We have to abide in Him. We have to be strengthened through Holy Communion in order to realize our purpose and fulfill our purpose in life. But there is one very simple thing that can get in the way of cleaning the net. There is one small hindrance. The way I stop cleaning my net is by Stop looking at my net. When I stop paying attention to my net, that's when I stop cleaning my net. And really what I end up doing is I'm paying attention to somebody else's net. That's the number one hindrance to the progress of cleaning. When I stop looking at my own net and I mind someone else's net. St. Basil writes, Do not spend time through thoughts scrutinizing the weakness that belongs to another, but be attentive to yourself. That is, turn the eye of your soul to inquire about things that belong to you. Turn the eye of your soul to inquire about things that belong to you. I will never make progress in cleaning my net if I'm paying attention to my brother's net. If I'm trying to pluck the splinter out out of my brother's eye, but I'm not taking out the plank out of mine, then I have a problem. I have to mind my own net. So how can we be effective fishers of men? First and foremost, we have to do what St. Peter did. He followed faithfully and obeyed Christ. Launch into the deep, launch into the deep. Drop the net, drop the net. Our Lord didn't say, oh, there's a school of fish over on that side of the boat. Drop the net on that side of the boat. He said, just drop the net. And St. Peter dropped the net. And that's what we have to do. We have to follow first and foremost. The first step that we have to take is follow faithfully and obediently our Lord and Savior and follow the authority of the church. Because our Lord speaks to the church. I have to set the right expectations Trying to preach to people and trying to serve is not an easy task. Trying to clean out my own net is not an easy task. I have to know that it's going to be difficult. And I have to know people are not going to accept the word that I preach to them. They may very well reject it and depart from it. Just like many people had turned back from Christ. So we have to have the right expectations when we're fishing for men, when we are serving. When we're embarking on this spiritual struggle to clean our nets. And then we have to have the right faith. And what is the, sorry, we have to have the right bait. And what is the right bait? That is love. Sharing the good news of salvation. And through the sacramental life of the church, I become a very convincing witness of the transformative power of the blood of Christ. In fact, oftentimes we find that we are the bait. When people see our changed lives, they say, I need to follow whatever treatment plan that you're on because I remember when you were just like me, but now you're different. So sometimes we're the bait to catch people. And then we have to go where the fish are. If you know anything about fishing, you'll know that fishing boats are equipped with very sophisticated equipment to locate where the fish are. Fishermen do not want to waste their time fishing in waters that do not have any fish in them. So they go where the fish are. So we also, if we want to be effective fishers, the men have to go where the fish are. And we have to address the fish very boldly. We have to understand the society that we live in and what troubles the society. We have to understand why someone will say, I want to quit church. Which means we have to understand why we hold steadfastly onto church. Why we are committed to our faith. Any good fisherman has to have patience and persevere. No fisherman is going to run away from the catch just because the fish is being stubborn and doesn't want to get out of the water. So we have to persevere and be patient when things get tough. We can't run away from the catch or drop the net just because the world pushes back or the world attacks the faith or the world attacks the idea of there being objective truth or the world attacks the idea that there is a God or that there is a the- or that we can have a theistic worldview. Again, St. Basil on this matter, he says, imitate Paul and run and wrestle and box. And like a good boxer, keep the gaze of your soul undistracted. Shield your vital organs by putting your hands in front of them. Let your eye look intently towards your opponent. In the race, stretch forward to what lies ahead. Run so that you may obtain. In wrestling, struggle against the invisible opponents. Such a one the word wishes you to be throughout your life. Christ wants us to be this way. Not frightened, not lying idle, but soberly and vigil- vigilantly watching over yourself. This is the mindset of being an effective fisherman. This is the mindset of effectively cleaning our nets. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us to make us fishers of men by the Holy Spirit and unto God the Father. Amen.